Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It'll be interesting to see what Canada does now and a lot of eyes on Ottawa in terms of our diplomatic mission to the Winter Olympics. The Olympics are now less than two months away. I think they start Feb 3, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere around there. So less than two months away now. The U.S. announcing yesterday that, yes, they will stage a diplomatic boycott of the upcoming Winter Games in Beijing. Will Canada follow suit? Uh, Let's have a discussion about this now with Dr. Angela Schneider, who is the director of the International Centre for Olympic Studies at Western University. Doctor, thank you for your time. appreciate you joining us today. It's a pleasure. Uh, Just give us your reaction. I don't think this comes as a huge surprise in some circles, but um, your reaction to the United States announcing they will have a diplomatic boycott of the Games. Yeah, so I I do think that it's the right move instead of a full boycott because I don't think that the athletes should be forced not to go. I think it should be each individual athlete's decision on whether or not to go. So, you know, we're doing this for human rights, so then why would we take away the voice of athletes to do it? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. So this does make sense to do it as a diplomatic uh, boycott because now you see already that the attention is being drawn to it uh, by the world media and people are asking why why are you doing this and in that explanation people explain the human rights issue and and you're right and I think that's a consideration that was talked about uh, in the United States uh, Aaron O'Toole in our country yesterday saying um, you know we want to have the diplomatic mission but we have to be very considerate of the of the athletes so I think that point that you're making people are very cognizant of the fact that athletes have sacrificed a lot and these opportunities don't come around that often and that's a big factor in this and that's been a recent shift because the yeah. first time Aaron O'Toole called for the boycott he called for a full boycott and and he was uh, the, he got feedback from athletes and other people saying you know what we don't want to harm our own people to be able to make a statement about this and he has shifted his position which is a really good thing because people are learning from this that our own athletes need to have a voice when we talk about our athletes, and as you say, it should be up to them whether or not they want to go. I can't think of any cases where any athletes have said they don't want to go, either for political reasons or safety reasons. Are Am I missing any? Are there some athletes that are taking a stance here? There have been some professional athletes okay. who have spoken out. Now, that's quite different. I yes. think we need to note that because the professional athletes, they have other options. <laughs> you know, they, they're they making money in other areas and, and, and they get other chances through their professional competitions. So the Olympics doesn't quite mean the same thing to a professional athlete who has a full-time salary and something else. And the opportunities for some of these other athletes, there's nothing else. Yeah. You know, and so it's a it's a, a greater distinction and decision. And so the question then becomes, well, some of them have said, well, why can't I do something by actually participating and drawing light to the attention to the issues when I'm there or when I just come back? So that when we've got the world's attention and I can also speak to that when I'm interviewed. That certainly makes sense. Um, 
what kind of an impact would a diplomatic boycott have on China, do you think, or the Olympic movement in general? There's a lot of people very critical that the Olympics were given to China to begin with. Um, how much of a statement is it really, or is it just countries taking a stand with really not much coming from it? I actually think it is a statement, particularly for China. I don't know if you saw that they were already responding before the Biden administration formally said they were doing a diplomatic boycott. The Chinese response was there would be some form of retaliation response. So they're watching, they're listening, and China does care about diplomacy and does care about the things. Does that mean they're going to change their practices with the particular issues that we're asking or drawing attention to right now? Probably not, but it will generate the discussion just like it is now, like you and I talking about this. And in fact, that brings more attention and puts more pressure. But it has to also be done in tandem with other things, the things that do make really big difference, like economic sanctions. Um is there any concerns about safety here? Uh, when we talk about, you know, when the Chinese say they're talking about, um, you know, firm uh, response, they will react. They won't take this lying down. We know what's happened with the two Michaels and things like that. Is that something that's on the radar of Olympics officials in Canada and the athletes in terms of is our safety at risk here? Well, I mean, it's not unreasonable for Canadians in particular to raise yeah. this question after what we just experienced with the two Michael. But there are some significant differences here. China has invited our Canadian athletes as guests to their country. Okay. And to then cause any harm to a guest that they have invited to our country, well, that would be extremely radical. I don't even know if China would do that. Like, I think that, I mean, I'm not an expert on Chinese diplomacy or China. My area is sport in the Olympics. So harm to athletes at the Olympics has happened in the past. We had the, 19, the 1972 Munich massacre, but that was not the host government or the host country attacking athletes. There was terrorist attacks. So I think it would be extraordinary. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I I guess anything's possible, but I think you're right. That would seem, that would be like an act of war in my mind, Angela. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It would be declaring war. Absolutely. Okay. Angela, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is Dr. Angela Schneider, who is the director at the International Center for Olympic Studies at Western. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. University.
we're all proud of the men and women who train so hard to wear our maple leaf. They should also wear our values abroad as well. So we're, we've been proposing moving the games. There, there wasn't any interest by the Trudeau government in that. We've proposed a diplomatic boycott. I think that's the best thing we can do alongside our allies. That's Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole yesterday saying that uh, the Conservative government does support a diplomatic boycott and thinks that's the way that the Liberal government should go on this file. Uh, He's not alone. The federal NDP party saying the same thing. Uh, Heather McPherson is the NDP MP for Edmonton Strathcona. She's also the critic for foreign affairs and international development. I spoke with her this morning just before we went to air. Uh, Heather McPherson joins us now to talk about the U.S. diplomatic boycott and whether or not Canada should be involved. Now, Heather, I want to start with the fact that you couldn't go anyway. You are banned from China. I mean, that, that's an important consideration here. They're, they're taking diplomatic action long ago, right? How does that fit in? Well, yeah, I mean, from, from my perspective, the fact is that, that China has already um, taken steps to 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 you know, have a hostile relationship with, with parliamentarians in Canada. Uh, they banned, um, they banned the, one of the committees that I work on, the International Human Rights Subcommittee, uh, because we did do a study on the Uyghur genocide and we did declare that it was a genocide in, um, in China. Uh, so, so if we did decide to send a diplomatic um, mission to the, the Beijing Olympics, I couldn't go. So already the Chinese government would be determining which members of our parliament, which members, um, which representatives of our democracy could or could not attend as part of that, that Canadian uh, diplomatic mission. Um, so obviously you're in support of a diplomatic boycott of the upcoming games then? Absolutely. The NDP have been calling for this for a long time. You know, we, we had initially called for the the Canadian government to to ask the IOC to consider other locations for the Olympics to happen, um, you know, to to look at whether or not we can move the games. Now, of course, that wasn't done, and it's much too late now to move the games. So, and and, and I have no interest whatsoever in punishing the athletes who have spent their lives preparing for these for these games. So, so I think that the diplomatic mission is, is our, is our best choice that we have right now, um, having left too late the opportunity to change the location. Yeah. And you mentioned the athletes and I know that's a consideration for just about everybody who talks about boycotting or some sort of action against uh, the Chinese government and their hosting of these games. They say they don't want the athletes to suffer. Um, this seems to be the only way to get the best of both worlds, if you want to call it that. Yes, and you know what? I also think that athletes have the should have the, the opportunity to decide for themselves. I do think that athletes, if they choose to to not attend those games because because there is a genocide happening in China right now against the Uyghur people, that they that they have that opportunity to make that decision. Um, but but that they also could go and and compete. I mean, listen. When I was growing up, I was an athlete. We all know what these what these athletes do to to be in such in such prime condition to to compete at this level um nobody wants to take that away from them um heather how does this does this fit into the larger conversation of china canada relations which i think we all admit have not been ideal a lot of canadians feel we've been extremely soft and weak and actually bullied quite a bit um is this an opportunity to to stand up and sort of assert ourselves and say uh the rule of law matters to this country to be honest, this is a pretty low bar for that. I mean, you know, we've already seen the UK make this, take this step. We've already seen the US take this step. Um, our, our 
federal government has not been strong on China. We have not had a coherent, a cohesive sort of strategy on how to work with China. And and I'm not naive. You know, I recognize that Canada is a middle power. We're not a we're not a a superpower by any stretch of the imagination. But we do have a role in the world to work with our allies, to work with, you know, the UK, the US, Europe, all of those countries to start working harder to bring the the Chinese government back onto the side of international law, you know, back onto the side of human rights. And and we haven't done that. We haven't really been coherent on whether we're interested in trade, whether we're interested in human rights, you know, and, and I think there's a way through for all of that, those things to happen. We just need a bit of a stronger plan. Now, the fact that, that the Ambassador Barton has, has tendered his resignation gives us a bit of an opportunity. And, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for what um, Ambassador Barton was able to do to get the two Michaels home. Uh, but this is a restart. We can put a new ambassador in there that, that can, you know, shepherd in a, a different a different strategy with China as we go forward, I think. And I think, you know, you mentioned the two Michaels, and that's the concern that some people have, is what are the repercussions to taking any sort of action against the Chinese government? We know they'll respond, as they did with um, mm-hmm. the two Michaels. So, um, you know, are athletes at risk? Are other Canadians at risk? I guess that's the fine line that our government says they're walking. Are you cognizant? I mean, how worried are you about repercussions for Canadian citizens? I think if we're at the table with with our allies, if we're at the table with other with other countries, it, the the opportunity for China to to do that is much less um, and much less severe. So so you know, first of all, we have to say you know, as wonderful as it is to see the two Michaels back with their loved ones and with their families, there are still Canadians that are being held with with. Um, hostage diplomacy in in China you know Hussein Salil is has been there for 15 years as a as a hostage of the Chinese government he is a Canadian citizen uh so already that that idea that if we tiptoed around China that this wouldn't happen is has proven itself to be quite quite an erroneous path you know we have an obligation to work with our allies we have an obligation to work with with all of those countries that are interested in the rule of law and and human rights to to make sure that China comes on board and we have we have other tools as well you know there is soft diplomacy we do have a significant trading relationship with China uh, we can develop trading relationships with other countries in the region we can develop you know more ability to to protect our own supply chains by having our capacity to manufacture in this country increase so there are there's lots of things we can do it's it's just it's charting the path and then following through with that path. Right. So where do we go next? We've got, as you said, the U.S. taking their step. Uh, Aaron O'Toole yesterday calling for a Canadian diplomatic boycott. You're the foreign affairs critic for the NDP saying the same thing. Um, how do we go forward from here? What do you expect from the federal government? Well, what I, what I would really like to see is them to stop stop this inertia that we're seeing with our with our China our China plan. You know, and when I say that, what I mean is that rather than make a decision on Huawei, rather than make a decision on a, on a diplomatic boycott, rather than make a decision on, you know, so many aspects of our relationship with China, the government just seems to keep kicking the can down the road and be unwilling to take that step. So, so what I'm looking for from the government right now is some, some concrete action. You know, yesterday I had a, I had a, um, interview with one of the uh, liberal members of the government and and he said, yeah, all options are on the table. Well, well, the Beijing Olympics is is you know just a few months away. Like we're out of time for all options are on the table. Some decisions have to be made. Some leadership has to be shown. Hopefully, a new ambassador can be 
can be appointed um, very, very quickly because, of course, this is a very important file. And the government can actually start making some decisions and start doing what we need them to do, and that is, in fact, govern. That is Edmonton NDP MP Heather McPherson, who is the foreign affairs critic uh, for the NDP government, uh, banned from attending China, talking about a diplomatic boycott of the upcoming Beijing Winter Games set to kick off this February.